You are listening to the Ingredients for Success podcast, where you can consume dietary supplement industry best practices, trends, recent news, and other insights provided through interviews and discussions with members of the Stratum team and seasoned industry execs. Welcome to the Ingredients for Success podcast. I'm Jackie Rizzo, and I am really excited about today's guest. With over 20 years of experience in the natural products and dietary supplement industry, it is most likely that you have either met or heard of or worked with Lynn Monheit. Lynn is the uh, CEO of Trust Transparency Center. He's also the executive director of a handful of associations that we will discuss later in the podcast. He is um, a sought-out speaker and has spoken in over dozens of times, um, over four across four continents. And with his wealth of knowledge and insight, it is just truly an honor to have him on the show today. Lynn, welcome. Jackie, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Oh, it is truly, truly an honor. You are an incredible networker and just full of wisdom and insight. And so I, I can't wait to see what you bring to the podcast today. Um, For our audience, for those who may not know what Trust Transparency Center is, can you describe it for us as well as all it has to offer to our industry? Okay, it's a complicated question. It shouldn't be that way. I should have an elevator pitch that actually (laughs) here's exactly what we do. and We're working towards that. But what we are is a strategy and insights company focused on the natural product sector with a very, very deep expertise in uh, in the ingredients and supply chain space. So the insights is, is one of our major deliverables. We do that on a category basis, um, ingredient categories. We also steward categories within the industry that are booming, that could boom, that are ripe for exploitation. So we try to make sure that the messaging, we mitigate confusion. Um, we try to um, raise all, all boats within those particular categories. Over the course of the last two years, we've migrated into doing virtual events and virtual conferences. So we are a content delivery organization. As I mentioned, we're into supply chain. Um, We actually are building a database of contract manufacturing capabilities. Um, It's very, uh, it's interesting to know that no such exists really deeply within our industry. Um, As our name would suggest, trust transparency, that's our ethos. So we really focus and advocate on trust transparency. and uh, that's sort of these, the scope of services and what we do in a very, very general sense. Thank you, it, it does. I like to think of it as just a central place for industry communication um, that we can all trust. <laughs> We're absolutely cool, yep. So in some of the research that you've done, looking back from, you know, to the beginning of 2021 to today, um, what is your view, view of the current state of the industry? So I would say that, and I, and I got to go back a little bit further because I think to just put 2021 in context, you need to go back to 20 and you probably got to go back to 16. Um, but what we're seeing is a maturing of the industry. Um, the, the past two years has, has provided us with an opportunity to become even more essential to the health and well-being of our consumers. Um, with that comes a bigger magnifying glass and a bigger opportunity. So we're, we're under lenses that we never used to be under I'm going back to 16, 17, 18. This industry is maturing, it's changing. It's lost over the course of the last couple of years, some institutional knowledge. Uh, We've seen some acquisitions that have taken out companies within the ingredient space, uh, brands that have been acquired. So that institutional knowledge 
is being lost and not adequately transferred. There's new people, we've got CPG interest, we've got pharma interest, we've got new grads that are entering the industry. So we're still at a crossroads, especially now, of what are we going to be in health and nutrition for the consumers of the future. We're not quite pharma, we're moving towards more pharma type um, considerations, which means substantiation. Um, the attribution of our science has never been more important. Um, there's, uh, there, we, we, we need to substantiate more. Uh, we need to discern the short players and the long players. Um, it's very easy in today's marketplace, especially over the course of the last couple of years, for companies to make it and break it really, really quickly. We need to discern who the short players are and the long players. I think it's getting easier because they're stratifying by their investment in the industry. So uh, I would say the current state of the industry overall is in that um, um, post-adolescent, but not yet quite mature phase with a huge opportunity, but some decisions to be made. That's really interesting. You know, when you say you would go back further, I was thinking, you know, right at the pandemic time, so 2020, but instead you went back to 2016. Now, I wasn't in the industry during that time. Is there something specific that happened that made that shift? Nothing in particular other than a series of sort of the acquisitions, the exit of, of folks that have been in the industry for 20, 25, 30 years. So, so I mean, I've been in this industry for 25 now, and I think that there's in 2015, 16, 17, and then again in a recent slate of, of acquisitions, you saw the exiting of people that had been part of the nurturing and growing of the pre-adolescent and adolescent stage of this industry. So, so I think that's what I'm mostly referring to. Okay, all right. Um, do you see any ingredient categories that are lacking awareness and just content education? Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that we started our stewardship and category focus. When I joined Trust Transparency, um, one of the one of the things I had been aware of was the emerging space around the microbiome. Um, you had good representation for probiotics, but the microbiome is so much more. And that's one of the reasons that we started the Prebiotic Association. Um, that entire microbiome space is going to need some some managing to manage expectations, to mitigate the confusion, um, show the science where it is, show the gaps where it isn't. So that's something that's really, really interesting. Um, one of the other groups that we're involved in is curcumin. Um, not all turmeric products are equal. So anywhere you have that gray space and the potential for opacity, you need to actually make sure you're telling the right stories and getting all the stakeholders, including consumers, better educated and asking better questions. Uh, one of the things we did with the Curcumin Association is uh, we, uh, we, we we published on on uh, curcumin quality and the uh, um, the adulteration with synthetics. And that's not necessarily a safety issue, but it is a labeling issue. And because of our activities, several contract manufacturers didn't even know what they should be asking of their suppliers. So we're able to educate there. Our recent uh, work involves a lot of deep, uh, deep work in collagen. Collagen is, is such a popular and booming ingredient category. And you've got the two sides of it. You've got the joint motility side and the skin beauty side. But there are 47 different, sorry, 27 different kinds of collagen. Um, not all are equally substantiated, and consumers and the influencers around them 
really don't know what they don't know. So those are some of the, the categories that we really think education stewardship is required. So there's other botanicals, um, there's an ongoing or there's an emerging opportunity in sort of the mushroom space. And you're starting to see science directly associated with certain categories and certain species of mushrooms. That's another area we're watching very carefully because not all mushrooms are created equal. Same thing is happening in some of the algae-based um, categories. So these are some of the things where there's, where there's huge potential, some science, some science gaps, and a potential for exploitation or deliberate commoditization and taking advantage of some of the low, uh, the low. Um, the lower level commodity suppliers within the industry. That's where this education is needed. And the education needs to go to, to the brands, needs to go to retail and needs to go through to the, uh, the influencers. It's one of the areas we focus on. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that. I, I am a content guru. And so all that you're putting out, um, I tell our marketing manager, David Hoover, a lot that I feel like, um, oh, Johnny Five on short circuit where he's, do you remember that movie from the 80s? It's like input and he just is wanting to get all the information. That's how I feel when you're putting out the data and the surveys. You mentioned the curcumin one. We just recently got from you all the functional food and beverage consumer survey. And that had an incredible amount of data in it that we're able to use, you know, to promote and give our story, our curcumin, our own curcumin, a story as well. So I appreciate that. You had mentioned that mushrooms, you know, is up and coming. When you look at two to three years from now, what else do you think will be the trending hot topic of the day? Right, so I think we're seeing the, the, the early stages, but it's probably the middle stages as well. As I mentioned, I think you've got to watch the microbiome and the microbiome connection to much more than immune gut health digestion. Um, I think you're going to see it in, in uh, sort of mental acuity. You're going to see it in cardiovascular, all the inflammatory states, all of those types of things. So watch the microbiome because that is very much in its infancy, especially as we get better understanding of some of the mechanisms and what's really going on, especially in the gut microbiome. Um, active nutrition is changing before our eyes. Active nutrition um, and, and its association with, with healthy aging, um, this active space, and the, the past two years has, I think, accelerated that because we couldn't go to clubs and gyms. So our activities were really um, changing and migrating even as we spoke. So this entire active nutrition environment and what that means, everything you need to do in order to be more active. Um, that also includes um, the brain, stress, mood environment and that whole nootropic environment which i think we're going to need to watch and again we're getting emerging science we're getting very specific mechanistic science and the nice part about the brain and stress and mood aspect is much of that is experiential so from an industry standpoint and from a consumer compliance standpoint if you can get experiential you win um, it used to be that it used to be sort of that that high energy type of thing but i think the nootropics is really much more sustainable as sort of a category to watch. Um, I think you're seeing much more validation in all of those spaces. I think it's going to accelerate. Um, another observation is that immunity is not seasonal. It's now overall wellness. And the other aspect is that this industry, I, I, I used to make the comment and I was actually with NBJ in 2008, 2009, and uh, making sort of the, the analysis of, of industry growth 
And so 2008, 2009 in the recession, the industry growth slowed to 8%. And that was from 12 to 13%. Most CPG categories were up one to 2%. So, so long as we can keep our supply chains intact, deliver on our promise, this industry should be poised for continued robust growth. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I do like to hear about the microbiome. Um, and what actually excites me is, is that you are heavily involved with Naturally Informed, and there's an event coming up in May, Microbiome Mastering the Market. Can you tell me what about the trends that are we, we might see through that event? And also, who are the movers and shakers of the microbiome movement? Okay, well, um, big, big question. Um, we're putting it together right now, so the content is still in development, but we've got a couple of things that are lined up. Um, obviously, we want to know um, how to communicate in and around the microbiome, given the emerging science base and where consumers are at. So we've done some Google uh, work to try to understand what consumers' perceptions and understanding of probiotics, prebiotics, symbiotics, postbiotics, and they're not where we think they are. So we're going to be delivering on, on some information on that. Um, we're also starting to see the real emergence of the, the possibilities of personalization as delivered through microbiome tech and microbiome science. Um, one of the ways that this is manifesting is towards precision microbiome, um, where you've got targeted prebiotics, targeted symbiotics um, against a certain population, against a certain metabolomic um, interaction so this precision targeting is where this industry much of the microbiome is going obviously we're going to be covering pre pro postbiotics symbiotics um, i also see us covering a little bit about the microbiome and its potential impact on public health um, as a public health screening or public health predictor we've done some work already on that um, the microbiome can be very complicated and there's a lot of confounders in the research. We're going to be talking a little bit about confounding in the science and looking between the lines of science. Because one of the things about microbiome um, from a technical standpoint is you can predict and you can sort of suggest us, suspect what your outcomes are going to be, but it's waiting between those lines to see what's beneath or in between that stratification and the lines. And so we're probably going to get into that. But I mean, our audience for the Naturally Informed events is essentially anyone in our supply chain. So it's the ingredients, it's the brands, it's the retailers, it's the influencers, got some practitioners, got some academics. Um, so we got to deliver content that's going to engage all of them, but also be practical to help the companies in our industry master the market. Um, so we want to make sure that we're managing that space and anticipating the need set for all of the partners along the supply chain so it's a little bit of a tall order, but the microbiome, I think, is such a good category and it's such an emerging and evolving category. It's one of the ones that we hit regularly. And if those who are listening you know, right now, if they would like to be involved and to listen in on the Naturally Informed events in May, how can they do so? Do they just go to the website, register? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. The website is naturallyinformed.net. We've got an immunity event. That's our first one up this year that's happening March 1st and 2nd. So you're going to see some specifics and a little bit more detail and the schedule and speakers for that. But you can register for all four of our Naturally Informed events this year at naturallyinformed.net. Perfect. Thank you. Now, you mentioned earlier a little bit about um, so you are a part of um, the executive director of a handful of associations, and you mentioned about prebiotics, curcumin, and collagen. 
Do you have any updates on it, on either one of those three that you could give to us? And if they wanted to be involved, say with like the collagen stewardship? Right, so to get involved, all three um, do have websites, um, prebioticassociation.org, collagenalliance.org, and curcuminassociation.org. So, so the websites are, are, are available. Um, they can also reach me at Trust Transparency. Um, overarching again, the, the broad mission of each of those is to steward the respective categories, prevent exploitation. Uh, we have, uh, um, we have uh, documentation from the supporters and members um, on attribution of science. So we wanna make sure that those that are conducting the research get the credit for it. We are educating on the category, presenting the state of the science, debunking myths, um, and that's all, that's broad stroke. When we get into the specifics, or actually another broad stroke aspect is the category insights that you referred to, Jackie. So in collagen, in curcumin, in prebiotics, we've got consumer data, supplement users, um, measured against the other categories. So we can do a comparison of probiotics, omegas, vitamin D, multivitamins against curcumin, collagen, prebiotics, as well as our deep dive into why our consumers buying these specific ingredients and the brands that contain those ingredients. Um, we also you do surveys of dietitians. And as you referred to, we've done our first functional food and beverage survey. So we've got the broad and we've got the deep dive. So the insights is a huge value of belonging or supporting those groups. Specifically, if I start with prebiotics, um, one of the things that's topical right now is we're into our second year of awarding young researcher grants um, for researchers in, in prebiotics. So they're under the age of 35, they're primary author on a paper. We really recognize and believe that these young researchers are the future. We're trying to engage and support their activities. So we've got two young researcher awards. The awards have been extended another week, so they close um, next week. Um, one is on principal and, and primary science and the other is on applied science. So that's topical right now. We also, with GPA, we run Global Prebiotics Week. It's a little bit later in the year to November. We're working on education. We're working on infographics. Uh, we've got a white paper that's in production right now on immunity. We're doing some work in symbiotics. Um, we've got a, a, a uh, infographic on inflammation. Um, so these are a couple of the things and topic areas specifically within GPA we're working on. And Trust Transparency itself also runs a series of events and a summit on the future of the microbiome. So we'll be gearing up for that over the course of the year and then into December. With GCA, with the Curcumin Association, again, it's, it's trying to mitigate the confusion, attribute the science, talk about product quality. So right now we're doing some further random testing to make sure products out there are meeting their label claim and not claiming natural when they're not natural. Um, and then um, educating the stakeholders, we're producing content, we're producing infographics for our supporters and members in that category. With collagen, again, it's a lot of the same. We've got the insights, uh, we've got the content, we've got the objective voice for the category. Um, trying to, to um, allow everybody within the value chain to ask better questions and then give better information when they're talking about and describing collagen and its efficacy and what the science is, what the sources are and what the types are. So these are some of the things that we're doing within the specific category. There will be lots of education, lots of content, lots of webinars, lots of social um, around all of these. So again, we've got the websites for each of them. We're also going to be representing at many of the upcoming shows 
We'll be around Expo. We'll be around Supply Side East. Um, IFT will be out in full force for. MBJ Summit will be out in full force for. Vita Foods will be out in full force for. Uh, Supply Side West. Uh, we also have an active presence at FENCI, which is the Food and Nutrition Conference for the U.S. dietitians. Um, the dietitians are not as anti-supplements as many in our industry would have thought, but they need to be educated and they need to be engaged. And, and that avenue of influence, I think, is huge and untapped in many categories for our industry. And those are some of the focal areas that we do have. I appreciate that. Thank you for being a just a hub of education. There is no excuse not to be informed because uh, of the associations that you have mentioned, but also just even through Trust Transparency Center. Um, I, I personally enjoy all of the market data that has been put out there. One, because it's trustworthy. Um, it's very thorough. And in my opinion, um, I think, this is just my opinion, but I do think that companies who want to get ahead and be a leader in the industry ought to invest in these reports. Um, so I definitely plug in there for you and, and your team because they are incredible reports. Um, in closing, have you faced any obstacles this past year or seen other companies face similar themes, um, just obstacles that have come the, their way? And then do you have any advice to give to these companies? Boy, um, this has been unprecedented and we've weathered it may, better than may, maybe many other industries and, and having been shown to be essential, I think was really, really great. Um, supply chain issues and developing trusted supply chain relationships is, I mean, the, the vulnerability and, and, and the need to do that has never been more important. It's been exposed over the course of the last couple of years. Um, you need to have that trustworthy supply chain partners, both up and down the supply chain. Your, your brand partners, if you're an ingredient company, your brand partners need to treat you well. Um, your suppliers need to be rock solid and the communication needs to be absolutely fundamentally rock solid and transparent. Um, this transparency theme, where are you at? What, ris what risks are you at? What challenges are you facing? So the supply chain issue has never been more important. Related to that is new employees and employee retention. Treat your people well. Um, make sure that you've got the effective training programs. I mentioned right at the top of this that the institutional knowledge that I've seen lost over the course of the last couple of years can't afford that. Um, those learnings have been painful. And I think that the ability to transfer institutional knowledge is going to really differentiate the good companies with the companies that maybe have missed the mark. So I think that 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 institutional knowledge and really bringing your new folks up to speed with the important information, including who to trust and who to respect and where to go for information and sort of the, the absolutes. Um, and the other aspect and referred to it already is this is an industry that has always been about trustworthy partnerships. That's never been more important. And they've been under stress over the course of the last two years. It doesn't seem like um, at this time you have any plans to slow down. So looking ahead, are there any other big updates on the horizon for you and your company? Absolutely. So uh, the future of the microbiome that I referred to, that's a big thing for us. We want to make make sure that we're firmly planting our, our, our foot in that space. And then broadly, the events that we've done virtually with Naturally Informed, the future of microbiome and others to come. Uh, we see that there's there's a little bit of an opportunity and a gap in presenting really applicable nutrition science. Really great speakers, 
focusing on what's really current, what's emerging, and how do you use it. So that's a gap area. I mean, I used to be involved with uh, with the Nutricon series with uh, with New Hope, and I think that there's there's an aspect of that in the current environment that needs to be delivered more importantly than ever. So so trust transparency is very committed to that. Um, we're also looking at other opaque aspects of our industry. We're building out this contract manufacturing database. We're in the process at the uh, early second quarter this year, we're going to be giving out some awards, what we're calling our trustees award for best in class contract manufacturers. So we've got a couple of awards that we're going to be presenting. So watch this space. And the other aspect of what we're expanding upon are our insights. So we've got seven, six, seven categories that we've been doing for four or five years. We've done three countries traditionally, the US, UK and Germany. I can now formally announce that we're adding Italy and we're adding China to get a truly global perspective for supplement consumers around the world. So really expanding and digging in and investing in that program. That's just a couple of the things that we're really, really excited about. Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations on that as well, to be able to expand into Italy and China. That's huge. So congratulations to you guys. Um, Lynn, it has been such a joy and an, an honor to have you on today. I am going to have to listen to this podcast several times because you've given so much. I want to go back and take notes on, and I hope that our audience um, will do the same. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Jackie, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you, and thanks to Strata. We love working with you and uh, look forward to great things for the industry and great things together.